forever. Dog. Here's my idea. What's that now? Double threat biopic. Mm-hmm. How does how do Tom and Julie meet? Yeah. Because you know great. how that's always made up in mm-hmm. a biopic? Yeah. In the Queen biopic, they're like, they meet him in a parking lot. They're like, hey, you sing or whatever. Yeah. How do Tom and Julie and Brett meet mm-hmm. in the double, the inevitable? Yeah. <laughs> inevitable. <laughs> yeah. The inevitable. This is what I say. Mm. Exterior. Mm-hmm. Marionette, Georgia. <gasps> 1980 or no chicken 1989 uh-huh a young boy digging a hole looks into the uh, a never-ending hole oh no he's digging it Mm -hmm. he's digging it and friend yelling into hole how far down are you are you are you are you are you Scarsdale, New York. A little redhead girl won't stop crying on the jungle gym. A little redhead girl. Interior, Luntfontaine Theater. <laughs> Annie on stage. The young so, Julie Clouser walks out. No, an actress sings tomorrow while <laughs> Angle on, crying redhead girl in audience. <laughs> in audience. Young Julie Clouser did not get the part and yeah. is not over it for some reason, even mm-hmm. though she never auditioned. Yeah. I like, so this is like the broadcast news intro where we see everybody's individual yes, origins. exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. I like this. I like when this. We're all, yeah. Tom and I are both crying and you're in a pit somewhere, yeah. I think. Yeah. Tom, where's yours? Interior, exterior. Music, interior music store. Where in New Jersey? Summit, New Jersey, standing behind, Summit, New Jersey. Standing Interior, behind the music, counter. Sheet music store, standing yeah. behind the counter. An 150-year-old a- <laughs> piano teacher comes <laughs> up to the play counter. with our ages a little bit because I'm older than Brett. You're older old, than yeah. me, but yeah. I don't think you're 150 in this movie. No, the piano teacher that comes up to the counter. Oh, is, oh good. Okay. And goes, yes. do you have the... Is the pizza fresh or what, the peppers to, fresh? What was one of those? But Do you have... The Thompson 1A uh, instruction book. And then I go get, like, young Tom gets the book from the shelf and sets it in front of the teacher. Five ninety five. wow, it went up. When I was a student, it was one ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yep. he grumbles. Like, then we do an insert shot of, um, like, a Mead notebook. Mm-hmm. There's sketches of uh, the young man adds to his list, people to kill. Yeah. And then it says, piano guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a really long list. We see that yeah. this is like the last He's list, the last page, page of this like page. 700 page Mead notebook. And it's completely yeah. full. He's writing it in the margins like the Crumb brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still legible. <laughs> got a side angle. The book is people, like. 
as, as, as I will he have revenge it. upon, it should be called. Yeah. As he flips through the book looking for an empty space, it's more dense and dense, filled with scores that he will settle. Cut to back on the stage of the Lunt Fontaine. The little girl in the audience is now on stage chasing the dog <laughs> who plays Annie. Young I mean, Ju- Sandy. Young Julie. Uh, yes. Young Julie's chasing young- the dog who plays Sandy around the stage. She has a hot now. dog. My dog now. I'm Annie. Yeah. I'm Annie. <laughs> she has a hot dog and is feeding. And she has a hot dog and is wearing Daddy Warbucks bald cap. <laughs> <laughs> the the Mrs. Havisham is that Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Hannigan. Hannigan Havisham Hannigan. is, is Hannigan. Uh, great expectations. Uh, Mrs. Hannigan's uh, mink stole is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like. The ushers are running <laughs> mm-hmm. toward the stage with fire extinguishers. <laughs> then cut back, back to, to Georgia. Marionette, Georgia. Georgia. The police and fire department surrounding the hole. Boy, get out of there. <clears throat> so, Boy, I'm still digging. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. I'm yeah. still digging. Grits, 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 grits. Grits, grits, grits. Yeah. <laughs> This is the greatest. They, this is they, a great. They lower they they lower down. They there's like a whole rescue operation mm-hmm. a la baby Jessica in the well. I'd put that yeah. in the stage direction because I don't know yeah. what that means. They 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 hoist up the little boy mm-hmm. who's who's screaming, Let me back down. I'm not yeah. done digging. Not done digging. Yeah. And then back to Summit, New Jersey. Back to Summit, New Jersey music store. <laughs> Old piano teacher, another old piano teacher. This arrangement of this Bach prelude is garbage. I remember one time a teacher was looked at a thing and she was like, this old lady piano teacher was just like, this arrangement of this Beethoven thing, this is junk. It's really? junk. And she started yelling, this is junk. <laughs> Like, cause it was like an oversimplified arrangement and she was, and it just like, and the owner of the store was like, they do these things at different levels. Like they make, mm-hmm. like, if you want the hardcore stuff, we'll go get you a Henley edition, which is un, unedited. Untra- it's like just, a, it's as is the hard stuff. That's what you want. This is a simpler arrangement. That's why it's not junk. It's just for a lower level student. It's junk. This is junk. This is junk. <laughs> I mean, she was yelling it like that. This is re- it's reverberating in my head still. And now look at us. We're here. And then we do like a three, um, like a split screen with the three of us all mm-hmm. passing a storefront. And there's a microphone in the storefront. It says, podcasting will exist one day. Will yeah. you be ready? Yeah. And we both go. All three of us look in the thing. We're like, I think I will be ready. And Smash cut. Uh, what's the opening music? Down, down, out. Down, down, out. Down, down, out. Now, 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 now. Double threat. Yeah. I'm on the way to him. Or maybe but we still don't know how the three of us meet. So that is the contest. What is mm-hmm. the. That is biopic yeah. meet cute. Mm-hmm. How do the three of us meet? Mm-hmm. Young Brett 
in his bedroom, sits back and puts on his Hootie and the Blowfish cassette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a baby. Oh, the dolphins make, make me, me cry. <laughs> Did you grow up rooting for... Well, you had Atlanta teams to root for. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A- Atlanta was really the only uh, city in the Southeast at that point that had pro sports teams, uh, minus uh, I don't know Charlotte and well Florida, but Florida's its own its own thing. That's why these lunatics are so obsessed with like high school football in the South because oh, there's so no creepy because there's no pro teams near them. Can you imagine being an adult and being like screaming at a sixteen like year a old? Sixteen year old be like, "That's my." Yeah. yeah, have owner, having ownership up. over Can some teenager. Or- Hit him harder. Hit him harder. Meanwhile, you're just in the stands just yelling at a child. There should be a law. You guys, if you guys win, I'll buy you all ice cream. I mean, they give you a, um, like a, a wristband when you go into Chuck E. Cheese with the child that you come in mm. with so that you're. You don't leave with the wrong child. Yeah. You can't just go into Chuck E. Cheese. And by the way, I learned this the hard way. I just wanted a regular mm-hmm. pie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to just. I you- No, but here's the thing. I want to, I want it for here. I don't want it to go. Yeah. And then I get bored. I don't want to look at my phone. I want to look at a ball pit of some kind. <laughs> yeah. You're and all like of a sudden kids. I'm creepy. I'm yeah. the pervert. I'm the weirdo. Mm-hmm. I just want it. I just want to eat a mm-hmm. large pie mm-hmm. and watch some shit go down mm-hmm. and I have to have a kid with me. Yeah. yeah. Last time I checked, this was America. Exactly. So let me in with my ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. I go in and I stick my wrist out. Cause they're like, are oh, we need to put a wrist on and uh-huh. I put it on my hand? And then I reveal that it's like a mannequin hand <laughs> that I have up my sleeve. I go and I go, Hmm. Somebody put a wristband on a mannequin dummy. Looks like I don't have a wristband on, eh? Not that I was going to be weird or anything. I just wanted to fool, mess, mess you up there a little bit, and then I'm in the back of the squad car. When I'm doing pranks with my mannequin hand, mm-hmm. I like to prompt people to ask me things like, can I have a hand? Like, I just try mm-hmm. to get them to play along, and they never do. And I think mm-hmm. it's because I'm not hiding the mannequin parts on me when mm-hmm. I ask them. I think I need to get a bigger... Sure. We're no, going to you- need a bigger bag. We're going to need a bigger bag. For all these mannequin parts that I go around the city and do bits with. And by yeah. the way, the NYPD love them. They love yeah. it. They love mannequin bits. They do. The... um. Yeah, I, I love where things are at these days uh, in New mm-hmm. York City. One thing yeah, I'll I'm say, good- shake a leg, and then I'll take out a mannequin leg, and I'll shake mm-hmm. it in someone's face. Yeah, yeah. you just, <laughs> yeah, you're just on the subway. I'll order, yeah, leg, or I'll, I'll order like a hot dog at a heart cart, hot dog cart, and I'll go now, shake a leg, and then I'll go, Aah! and the <laughs> NYPD goes, hey, Julie, how's it going? I'll be like, pretty good, pretty good. They're like, you know, we have to arrest you again. You're like, yep, nope. I mean, yep. You're like, all right, take me in. And you put your hands out for them to cuff you. And then they two cuff you. And then mannequin two hands. mannequin hands. Or maybe it's just one. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Yeah. You're like, oh. ha ha, I'm free. Wait, no. Now I'm handcuffed to a mannequin hand. And I use the other hand that is not handcuffed to do that doodly do. I'm listening to the radio thing. You know what I would do if I was you? You might want to consider this. You pull out a mannequin hand and you like that's like. Has a glove on it, and you go yes, 
across their face and you go, of course, you know, this means war. <laughs> with the, wait, question. That's with the gloved hand or the just the plain glove? Hand. You have a mannequin hand that has a glove on it. Why don't and you that, just knock them off? If you're holding that mannequin hand, just bop them with it. You want to be precious about it. But you slap them. But when you're it. challenging someone to a duel, I think you do it just with the glove. I don't think you slap them. I don't think you put oh, well a glove on and then even slap better, them. Even, it's even better. that You're right. You're right. You have a mannequin hand that is holding a glove. <laughs> yes, exactly. That you swing the mannequin hand and that slaps them. It'll give you a and little extra reach. And then you have reach. another mannequin hand that's holding a pencil and it writes mm-hmm. a strongly worded letter. Yeah. Dear sirs. Dear sirs. I normally don't write letters to the editor, but this, in this case, I could not hold my yes. tongue. I ran into greedy Gretchen again. At the Regal Beagle. <laughs> I have to say something about greedy Gretchen. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure what, but I, I do have to. Do you feel like there's a shaming aspect to that? Yeah. Like, why is she greedy? Because she's she's she uh, wants she's, it. it, but then that she's lusty. She's lusty, but she's greedy in her lust. Do you like, think how could you resist? Like, a, how could you resist a, what is she, a Jack she's Tripper changing or a Larry Dallas? How could you resist those? I could resist a Larry Dallas. I couldn't resist a Jack Tripper. I'm only human. But what I was gonna say is, how is she? Did she like change the markup on some things wholesale that were just unacceptably? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is Gretchen is just like. Um, I think she just wants to smooch and uh, mm-hmm. she's she's greedy in her smooching desires. Hmm. Interesting. Welcome back to Double Thread, everybody. This is my friend Tom Sharpling. That's right. And, and coincidentally, I'm here with my friend, Julie Klausner. And we are back on another episode of Double Threat, and we are going to pick up where we left off last week because we had our first cliffhanger episode. Yeah. Uh, what what would, what is the t- what is the title of this uh, series, Brett? Uh, this is uh, the top ten scenes in movie history. Uh, and actually, that's a good point. Uh, a cliffhanger. Can you maybe record a little pickup for me now, like a suspenseful outro to last week's episode? Something to really, mm, really, and maybe yes. I can add a little sound design to it. Sure. Yes. I don't know how you want to okay, say we'll that. Do but, it. Yeah. Three, two, one. What will happen next week? What clips will comprise the top ten? You'll have to find out by tuning in next week. Who will live and who will die next week on Double Threat? There you go. Is that good? Yeah, that was great. Good. Uh, So now, uh, yeah, so now we are resuming uh, the countdown uh, of the uh, top 10 movie scenes of all time. Uh, and this is the definitive list, not those uh, those uh, generic yeah. lists yeah. you see online that just list the same dang scenes over and over again. They you've all you've all know this is the definitive uh, a film lovers list of the best ten scenes in movie history. Uh, and we're still going through the nominations here. Last week, our nominations uh, were uh, the courtroom scene from Crybaby. 
the internet cafe scene from Frownland, the pharmacy scene from Magnolia, uh, the Waterloo karaoke scene from uh, Muriel's Wedding, the mob wives scene from Goodfellas, and the uh, hotel hallway uh, getting punched through the wall scene from Jackass. Really strong nominations there. Uh, but we've got a, 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 a bunch more nominations coming at you, and then we're going to narrow it down to 10. The top 10 movie scenes of all time as determined by double you know who oh boy so we've got about we've got about 15 nominations left to go through um but we can go through them pretty quickly i think uh and then it's going to be up to us to to, up to you to determine the uh, top 10 um so let's kick it off here uh with a julie submission Mm -hmm. uh this is from the um this is from the is it 1978 or am I too too far there? The, the, it's not nineteen seventy eight. It's twenty twenty two, Brad. Oh oh oh, sorry. Uh, oh, it is nineteen seventy eight. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, I see what you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I cut you off. I no, no worries. I, I this is one of yours up. too, Brett, Right? Oh yeah. This is I. Uh, yeah. I, I, as soon as you put this on the list, I was like, oh yeah, that is such. That's pr- exactly the kind of thing we're looking for. Is uh, maybe not like the most you know, played scene from the movie, but one that, you know, fans of the movie, th- this is, this is one of my favorites as and well. And Donald Sutherland plays a mensch in this movie and he plays a mensch who knows how to cook. Mm-hmm. And this is why Brett connects to this character is because he's a good guy and he loves to cook. And he is also a health inspector. So he goes around to restaurants. And he goes, what are you doing? Your kitchen is a mess. Mm-hmm. I would agree with and you he- half of that. I feel like he's a little, he gives me a little bit of a, you know, cop vibes in that first scene. You know, he's a little bit of a restaurant cop in a way that I think is, is there's a positive aspect to it. He's keeping everything healthy. He seems to really poop in the soup, Brett. But it's, you know, it's, it's all about his methods. I, I don't know. He seems a little, he, he seems like to a really Fauci type in this. He was a Fauci type. Yeah. And I, I know that I know how much you, I ain't you getting were making that Fauci death threats against Fauci at one point. I ain't getting that Fauci ouchie. I hope Fauci and his wife have hero sex like Sully Sullenberger and his lady. I hope Fauci and Sully Sullenberger have hero sex. <laughs> That'd be amazing. For the greatest day of my life. Yeah. I would let's have a pay-per-view event of that. That would be amazing. I would watch Anthony Fauci and Sully Sullenberger do it. Guaranteed. Three hours of intercourse. <laughs> be like a, like a Springsteen concert. Would it be like a Springsteen concert? Sully wouldn't leave. Well, what if He'd there is like, a Springsteen concert happening? That too, yeah. In fr- it's happening in front of the Springsteen concert. Like in the I press saw, area. Mm-hmm. The fo- that photo pit. Uh-huh. Fauci and Sully, S- Sully getting down. While Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band do a full concert, I I think we should do this. Raise money for something. Yeah. Do it as a pay per view event. Amazing. Let's let I and it's five hundred dollars per human. Like you can't just do mm-hmm. a pay per view. Yeah, you can't watch it and, with your wife. Yeah, you can't have like oh everybody come on over for the pay per view. Nope, it's like nope, five hundred bucks a head. That's I mean, it. go ahead, but we're gonna yeah. charge you per head. Yeah figure out a way to scan for eyeballs but anyway so so donald sutherland has a big crush on brooke adams in this movie mrs tony shalhoub great Mm, brooke adams love brooke adams and a great actor in her own right and they and she and he invites her over for dinner and he makes her dinner and they um sort of flirt and they have a nice little 
work friend rapport and they also have chemistry and she does something that's so charming and funny. Yeah, she, she does a trick with her eyes that, that has to be seen to be believed. And it goes a little something like this. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. You're not crazy. You can do the thing with your eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not crazy. Amazing. That's amazing. It's great. I don't even know what that <laughs> That's amazing. It's a really good scene, and they're in his backyard. It makes San Francisco look temperate. Mm -hmm. And then the pods come in. Yeah. Then Everything what gets really bad. But it's a very sweet scene. Have you tried to do that, Julia? I've, I've seen this scene a hundred times. I don't even know how to begin to do... I mean, how can you even describe what she just does there? It's she everybody sort of can vibrates try it. How, her. She sort of vibrates her pupils. Okay, let's see if everybody can try it. Okay, let's try it. Okay, Julie's starting. <laughs> what was that? You used to hold it when you. No, you. I, I'm gonna look. I don't know if I can do this either, but I do know I can tell you both. <laughs> you have to stick your tongues out. You're getting. You're getting. You're getting distracted by a whole face thing. How about this? Focus How about this? on the eyes. Right. No, that's eyebrow. It's all eyebrow. You're not even moving your eyebrows. You're moving your mouth again, Brad. You're going oh. like. Ee, ee, ee. Hmm. And Julie, you're doing the same thing. You're not shaking your head. Now you're literally <laughs> rocking your whole body back and forth. She's still in the thing. Here, I'm going to try it. Let me see if I can try it. Let me... Oh, wait. Tom's close. How are you? You're doing a groucho now. You're like. How do you even isolate? I can't even isolate that. Your pupils. And this is a great time to remind you that you can watch Double Threat full video on Forever Dog Plus. Sign up at foreverdog.plus. Is that it? It hurts. Get, I can say this. My eyes hurt now. We got to get go Brooke Adams. Down. Let's get Brooke Adams on the show. See if she can still do that. Yeah, let's do it. I can make that call. Well, that's a strong contender uh, yeah. right there. Okay. Right there. The eyeball yeah. scene yes. from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and also, if you're a man and you want to ask a lady on a date... Compliment something she does that's funny and cook a nice meal for her. Yeah. And then ne neg that uh, her also. <laughs> that helps a lot. Just go like, that's a so terrible haircut. Yeah. You got nice hair, but that's a terrible haircut. Did you wear that shirt on purpose? Yeah. You wear that shirt on purpose. It looks Your pants are great, but that shirt looks stupid. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Uh, 
Um, what's next, Brent? All right, this uh, this next uh, <laughs> this next clip here. I was expecting to see this on the list, so I'm glad it made it. Uh, this is this is a Tom and Julie favorite. Uh, it is the uh, the movie Head. The movie Head. Mm. Um, oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Is it nobody ever lends money to a man with a mm, sense of humor? No. no, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a big moment in the thing. That is I it pay. the porpoise song? It is. Yeah. Because the movie Head, for people who don't know, is the monkeys made a movie in 1968 that instead of making their version of like a hard day's night or or something or help fun, or even magical mystery yeah, tour. No, they made a movie co-written by Jack Nicholson that pretty much deconstructs the whole monkeys experience and it's very impressionistic and it's it does not hold your hand to explain things. And it's amazing. It's one of the best movies ever. Best songs, best sequences. So the most beautiful, beautiful things you've ever seen. Mind-blowing. And it starts with them basically committing suicide, jumping off a bridge. Do you yes. see the shirt I'm wearing? I do. Well, look at that. This is perfect my friend, then. My friend Adam tie-dyed this, so it's super psychedelic. I love it. Very cool. Where should I start this scene, Tom? Right now. Right here? Okay, perfect. Here we go. So the monkeys are being chased. They go through a a ribbon that a politician is cutting to commemorate the construction of a new bridge. They burst through it as though it is a finish line. They need, then, a, they need a microphone technician. Mm-hmm. A lot of feedback. I could yeah. fix that. Well, you be you. Brett watching head. That's perfect. There's a lot of feedback. I can fix that. That's amazing. Where is this in LA? Do you know what bridge this is? Um, I I don't remember what bridge. I I've I've uh, I did get an answer, and I can't remember. And I got to say, Mickey looks so good in this scene when he, yeah. with his tennis sneakers. And his, yeah, exactly. They all look so cool. Yeah. And Peter with his kind of Nehru jacket. Right? He has like a collarless jacket. No, and imagine- they're goofing on the Vietnam War too, which nobody yeah. asked them to do. Imagine, Brett, that you're a child yeah. who liked the Monkeys TV series and you yeah. beg your parents to take you to see the Monkeys have a movie out. And then this is how it starts. I laughed about the feedback, Brett, because it's like a running joke in it. Got it, got it, got it. I love it. And it's all single shot still, too. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's also such a good take on Hard Day's Night when you see them running. Yeah. 
and then learning later who they're being chased by, which is just everybody in the movie. Yeah. Very pee honestly. goes to slow motion. Oh my god. See Mickey Dolan's jumping off of a bridge in slow motion. The other monkeys follow. And this beautiful Carol King song comes in. And then as soon as he hits the water best song ever starts. beautiful and it's so color the colors are just so blown out and that's when they had to do that stuff by hand all the like all this layering it's not just after effects fade into a fish tank. Cut to Jack Nicholson's girlfriend making out with all four of them. Yeah. 
Have you ever seen Head, Brad? You know what? I, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, I think this is what I needed because uh, it was, um, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm now have become increasingly fascinated with the monkeys having just been in mm-hmm. your your company, both of your yeah. company for a while now. But uh, I also was like, oh, this is a denser universe than I kind of gave it credit for hearing you guys talk about it so much. So I needed like a, a kind of way in. Yeah. And this is this is incredible what I just saw. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch this well, as soon as I can. It's Bob Rafelson. I was going to say the yeah, because well, uh, the, the opening camera work is reminiscent of like, yeah, Five Easy Pieces or Easy Rider or something like this that. This is where it yeah. all began, though. And they, he did every if anything, this movie made Bob Rafelson simplify yeah. his approach from this point. Yeah. He was just like it was some of the most technically intensive work you could ever do with a with a movie with all the the color saturation everything being blown out and the layered all those layered shots of him falling that's all manual to get that and he just never there's a sequence with daddy's song that is so it's unbelievable it's you'd never believe it it's they shot a dance sequence twice in negative colors black and white white to black and it's and cut, cut through. Back and forth with it. It's, you you can't believe what you're seeing, and it's and it's, again, it's not digital yeah. to assemble it. It's 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 a true work of art. And he said he never wanted to do anything that was that that intense uh, of a of a process, hmm. an intensive process. So, um, yeah, that's that's one. It's that, a masterpiece. I think that one is for both of us. Absolutely, that was incredible. Awesome. Um, all right, let's go to um, let's see. Let's do a listener clip. Uh, this was a fun one. I I, I had never seen uh, this movie or this clip before, uh, but it got two uh, two nominations. Uh, this is from the movie uh, Crush Groove. Crush Groove. Okay. Uh, and it is a scene uh, of the uh, Fat Boys, the rap group of the Fat Boys, um, happening upon a all-you-can-eat buffet in um, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... This is a very fun scene. And it got multiple multiple listener nominations, okay. this one. This is more popular hip, than Disorderlies. The hip-hop... Uh, for Fat Boys related... Yes, Disorderlies was the Fat Boys scripted endeavor well crush groove is kind of like a little blurry right it's i can't remember i don't, I, i'm pretty sure i saw crush groove. maybe i didn't i don't story know of it it sounded cool i was reading about it It says it's a sort of loosely the story of def jam like the behind the story like yeah. scene sort of story of mm-hmm. def jam i think i've only read about i never actually saw crush groove if i because th- things sound familiar but i can't think of that it just doesn't feel like something i saw from head to tail Let's check it out. All right, here we go. Got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. That's Curtis Sliwa. Curtis Sliwa was one of the fat boys? No, I just saw a guy wearing a hat, and I figured it was him. Sabaros, Tom, your favorite. Could you imagine all you can eat at Sabaros? All 
They just keep blinking these neon signs that say dessert and pasta. And I'm like, how did they get in my head? If you went to an all-you-can-eat and said, give me a whole pizza. Like they, 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 they'd be like, that's not the spirit of this. Sbarros. They do not have that on the menu. So that's the Times Square Sabaros. Mm-hmm. A place I've been at. Is it, the, is it the Times Square one or is it the one across from like Madison Square Garden? No, no, it's the Times Square one. It's okay. 49th and 7th. I okay, think. that's right. It did say. Or 49th and 6th. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Those are some big trains. For some guys who are so enthusiastic about eating, they're not good at eating. They're eating. <laughs> they're mi- they're folding the pizza and missing their mouth. <laughs> it's like they they're going back up for round two. Yeah, and all it's the all, food is gone. Yeah, they're mad. No. Oh, no. Oh no! They're they back. get trashed the, the place. Giant calzone. Now they're getting handed giant full Full lunch meats. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty classic scene. Oh, they're going back downstairs again. They only eat downstairs. Yeah. You know they're not allowed in the main dining room. Those oh, now they're eating full salamis? They don't show them eating the salamis. The salamis just disappear one that, by one. Yeah, they kinda they kinda sped the footage so you we didn't Oh no, we, they're back. They're running out. I don't know how they're running. That was all you can eat. They shouldn't be having to run away from the Sparrows guy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They had two helpings, and then they they treated as though they were criminals. They went up for seconds. That's it. Sure, the seconds included 30 pounds of food each, but including an entire salami. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think two of the three fat boys have passed away, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in pizza. Based on that clip. Right? That what? I said rest in pizza. Because they were eating pizza <laughs> in the clip. It's what they would want. Rest in pizza. They were they ate pizza in that clip. And they weren't That's even good I at feel it. Every I could time teach. I eat is is that someone's gonna chase me out the door. Oh, you can eat. That's going to be stuck in my head forever now. You know, that happened to my uncle one time. There's a story in my family that my uncle got told to stop eating at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Uh, What did he do? I guess he, uh, I mean, he was uh, um, uh, famously a a big eater, had a big appetite. And this was uh, 
uh, like a Shoney's or a Ryan's or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, this guy that worked at the place, he was going back up for, you know, his fourth or fifth uh, helping. And the uh, manager kind of sidled over and he goes, uh, he goes, Hey, how you going? How you doing? He's like, my uncle's like, oh, pretty good. And he's like, you, uh, you think you've had enough there, buddy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you think buddy. you've had enough there, buddy? <laughs> Brett, book your uncle on the show. Yeah. You think you've had enough there, buddy? <laughs> like, just like, let's take inventory of, uh, some bigger themes here. Oh, like it, it's like dignity and when uh, a child misbehaves and they're like, "Am I in trouble?" They're like, "Do you think you're in trouble?" Yeah. It's also like, "Hey, man, I'm an outlier." Okay. You also get somebody who comes in here and they they undereat because yeah. they 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 came in they weren't that hungry. Yeah. So yeah, I'd but if p- someone said that to me, you really think I'm going to stand up for myself? No. If somebody said that to me, I'd say, "You know what? I'm going to go in your bathroom. I'm going to throw up." <laughs> And I'm coming back out twice as hungry now, you <laughs> jerk. There's nothing in your rule, but I need to go clean barf off the wall because I'm not even throwing up in the turlet. I'm throwing up in the wall. <laughs> I'm going to throw up on the bathroom wall. And then, then, then we'll see. Then we'll see if I've had enough there, buddy. I even bring my own toothpaste. I bring my own toothbrush and toothpaste, getting ready for when I hork all over your bathroom wall. I come out with fresh breath. I'm ready for I'm ready for an appetizer. I, it's like I wasn't even here already. Is your uncle still with us, Brett? Uh, sadly not. Sadly, he passed away. Oh, Brett! Uh, but an absolute legend, Uncle Joe. I love you. I miss you. One of the greats. Rest in pizza, Uncle Rest Joe. In pizza. Rest in pizza. Rest in pizza. Yeah, you think you had enough there, buddy? <laughs> like, that's you know, the, uh, that's the, the do you know how fast you were going yeah yeah food. that's like that's and, and again that's cop talk any idea how fast you were going that's cop talk that's a that's a buffet cop you know i say to that i hope that guy rots <laughs> you think you had enough there buddy yeah and you but you know the build up to that thing he was just like because your, your uncle went yeah. up loaded up on round one right Round two, he's like, okay, fine. It's a all-you-can-eat buffet. Of course the guy can go back up again. He watches him go up that third time. He's like, this guy's going for it on the third time. But also, well, okay. there's no way Uncle Joe's going to bankrupt the place. Is your business model that yeah. screwed up that one guy can corrupt it? Yeah. So the third time like shook, shook him a little bit. He looks over at the table, sees Uncle Joe's pretty much cleaning the, his plate. He's like, well, I guess that'll... That wraps it up for this guy. You gotta be nope. kidding me. He's coming back up. Which maybe he's just gonna get like a little dessert or something. Oh my god, he's loading the he's he's loading <laughs> it back up. And then then finally goes back to the table. He's like, he better eat what's on that plate, because I'm gonna charge I'm gonna charge him for what he doesn't eat. That's a waste of food. He wipes out all the food on the plate. And then he sees Uncle Joe turning back toward the buffet, and he's like, "That's it. I gotta say something. <laughs> I gotta say something. <laughs> Think you had enough there, buddy? He's gonna. This guy's gonna run me out of business. And it's like, no, he's not. Just to play devil's advocate, what if this guy's wife was the one that's like, you need to say something to that guy? If I w- if I was in that situation, I'd hork on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> you want your food back? Here you go. 
You want it back? You're getting it back. That's like in um, buffet style. Female trouble when they're angry at the woman who won't pay for their hairdo, so they take it back and they pour water on her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Brett, that's a great story. Oh yeah, no, I, I and I appreciate your take on it. Uh, vindication for Uncle Joe. We're on there. Joe's side all the way. I love we it. put all put put um Uncle Joe on the Hall Uncle of Joe fame. on the on the double yes. threat Hall of Fame. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's uh. Let's check out uh. And a, put a, my barf on the on the <laughs> double thread wall of fame because <laughs> that's where it goes. All right. Here we go. So this is um. This is a, a Nicholas Cage clip. You know, Nicholas Cage had to make an appearance uh, here at some point. Uh, and this is from the movie uh, Vampires Kiss. Vampires Kiss. You know this one, right, Tom? Or oh no? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many funny things in here. Elizabeth Ashley gives a Oscar worthy performance um, as his therapist. And obviously he's listing the alphabet. He eats a cockroach for no reason, but I mm-hmm. love in vampires kiss when he bullies Maria Conchita Alonso plays his poor assistant. Mm-hmm. He is so mean to her that it is very funny to me. Well, I'm ready. Oh, do I have the right clip? This is the counting one. Did you you wanted the other one? Oh, yeah, but we could do this one. Are you sure? Okay. Sure. Elizabeth Ashley's in it. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Oh, this you list the eat. alphabet? Yeah, yeah. Of course. This is great too. Okay, great. All right. Here we go. I had a difficult day yesterday. Got a little upset at the office. Do you want to talk about it? Well, it's just there's this contract we're trying to locate. Oh my God. Shouldn't, if a company, if a literary agency makes a copy of every contract, of every single contract it makes with a client. By the way, this is what therapy's like. If anyone's ever been to therapy. In the appropriate file. Now, is he doing like a a Donald Trump impression? He's sort of doing a mid, like a mid-Atlantic accent, but every once in a while, like some Philly slips in. In that file. Yes, I suppose it should. It should, right? Yes. Right? Yep, 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 yep. Well, unless, of course, it's somehow been misfiled. But misfiled? Yes, misfiled. Sometimes somebody puts a document in the wrong file and then it's misfiled. It makes it much harder to find. Uh, who? Who? What do you mean, who? I don't know who exactly. You don't? No, I don't. Whoever filed it in the first place, but for God's sakes, Peter, I am not telling you one single thing you don't already know. How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file, according to alphabetical order. 
Is this you when, like, there's something wrong with the mix or something? Do you say that to Joe? Are you like, I never mix. Yeah, I don't I never go. mix anything wrong. I check channel one, channel two, channel yeah. three, channel four. <laughs> <laughs> Our mixer only has 12 channels, though, so it's over. It's over quicker. It's amazing the way he acts to where. Early on, someone he there's a chance that the, that he might have never worked in a way that he might if he didn't have family connections, he might never have gotten that first job yeah. that got him in the door so that he could be the weirdo that he rightfully is. Yes. But if it was just left to just Fate. just average casting people and directors early and just they see him and it's like this guy's nuts. No thanks. <laughs> like we want somebody who's gonna play it correctly rather than to go and be to do this voice or the one he does in Peggy Sue Got Married is I think like, this was written by the guy who wrote After Hours. Is it? I didn't I didn't know that. I think so. Do you like Peggy it's, Sue Got Married? I like it okay. He's definitely bizarre in it though. Yeah. I mean he's, he's not in a fun way. This is definitely the most fun Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. being crazy. Sure. Are you scared of that new movie that's coming out? I am. What's scary about it? Just that it's going to be like that it's like being in on the thing a little bit kills the thing. Um, I think things might be different for him just because he is so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see it, but I, I am. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best. Right. Like when Jeff Goldblum started like hamming it up a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Just the idea that then the then you kind of kill the golden goose a little bit. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'll probably run into Brett at a screening of it. Oh, hey man! I'll walk in dressed like uh, <laughs> Face Off. I would love to see a remake of Face Off starring the two of you. That'd be great. Because mm-hmm. you take your face off. It's the greatest moment in. That that is a great moment in cinema history. Him saying the title of the movie. All right, this next clip. Um, this is uh, a listener submission. Um, I think it got it got two submissions. Uh, this is from the movie Ghost World. From the movie Ghost World, um, and it is um, the uh, the blues hammer scene in the uh, mm-hmm. in the in the bar. Uh, where Steve uh, Buscemi goes to see his one of his favorite uh, blues musicians, and the experience is uh, is uh, ruined. And he brings for him. like a seventy eight for them to sign, which is just so oof. That hits me on a very deep level. I believe these people. They can at least turn off their stupid sports game until he's done playing.
a minute. Hey, check that out. She's nice. But... Offer her a seat. No. I'll do it. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me think of something to say to her first. Great music, huh? Yeah, I just love blues. Actually, technically, uh, what he was mostly playing would more accurately be classified in the, the, the ragtime idiom. Although, of course, not in the strictest sense of the classical ragtime Goodbye. piano <laughs> music. Uh, like that of uh, Scott Joplin or Joseph Lamb. Yes, Scott Joplin. We got another Scott oh, Joplin reference on the show. Keep your streak alive. 12 bar structure in its stanzas. If you like authentic blues, uh, you really gotta check out Blues Hammer. They're so great. She sounds lobotomized when she says that. Yeah. Authentic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everything cringy. Is it House of Blues that was sort of that made blues really cringy? Well, I mean, it depends on like I don't know. Like, I mean, there's there's so many people who just feel like anything that anything that any of like the white British guys did with it, yeah, killed it. That the and Stones? They, yeah, they'd have a fair point. They, yeah. they just took it and bastardized it. Um. I don't know. I like when people, I like that stuff. I like what what people did to the blues. Look, blues hammer suck. That's a bad mm-hmm. version of it, but I'm all for playing with it and cracking things open as long as you're not a blues purist. Not a. I'm not a. I, I hope I'm not a anything purist. Mess with it. I don't care. Right. 
You know what I mean? I've, ha- I've had the blues. Yeah. You've had the blues? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. That clip gave me the blues a little bit. I had the Blue Man Group once. For dinner. Oh, no. I know. I All t- you can eat. As many Blue Man <laughs> Group members that you can eat. The You're fat picking boys out ping pong balls from your teeth. Yeah, if the fat boys saw, saw that and they had, they were at the Sabaros, mm-hmm. they hand you just one of the blue men man group on the tray on those chasing giant them around with a fork and knife. <laughs> I wish I could beatbox someday, Tom. Someday. What's next, Brett? All right, let's take a look um, at a uh, let's see the uh, uh, second Martin Scorsese uh, film on our list here, King of Comedy. Okay, uh, so much to choose from from the King of Comedy. Um, this is um, uh, seen uh, with Sandra Bernhardt and Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, in which she has kidnapped him and is alone with him. What is your favorite scene from this movie, Tom? If you had to choose, this a is scene. one of them. This is definitely one of them. Okay. I like. Um, Look, the the scene at the house is obviously at the at the is that the Hamptons, something like that. When she realizes that they're not invited, yes, heartbreaking. This I just love because it's such a star sir a star turn for Miss Sandy. Oh no, this is this is the one of the most incredible debuts ever to say that I'm going to go toe to toe with Robert De Niro. Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese and Jerry Lewis. I'm going to steal the whole picture. Yeah. And I'm not scared of any of them. No, because I, I know how great I am. I yeah. have the confidence of someone that she is as good as she knows mm-hmm. she is. Yes. Now Jerry Lewis is tied up. <laughs> and Sandy just jumped the plates onto the floor and the table that they're sitting at. You're gonna love me. And she's just started singing to him. Like nobody's love me. Come rain or come shine. Happy together. Unhappy together. With things like this, it's always amazing when you don't know the person yet. Like, we know Sandra Bernhard now. Right. At the time, it was just... It's like, who is this? Yeah, probably more menacing to the audience, too, because they probably felt like he did. Well, you just feel like you're unsafe. You don't know where this is going to go. This is the kind of vibe I go for with my live shows when I sing, by the way. Everybody gets a bib. They're all tied to a chair. Mm-hmm. It's very predatory. Amazing. Brett, can you pull up the opening scene in Mean Streets? The street fight is that street and fight man street fighting man that the, is the music on it because that's like the same introduction mm-hmm. to Robert De Niro where you're just like this guy's scaring me a little bit 
Like it's just yeah. like like you don't feel like mm-hmm. they've been kind of like turned into a commodity that's safe yet. Just like this, there's energy here that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know my relationship to this energy. Right. And when you can tap into that, well, we play by your rules, don't. Well, don't we? It's interesting that he was doing those De Palma movies around this time too. Mm-hmm. De Niro. So like he didn't necessarily belong to Scorsese. Like yeah, yeah, not not yet at least. And then, right. but like watch how wiry and like he's. Yeah. Terrifying. I don't know. There's just something there that he understands the value of absolutely these of the introduction. Yeah, of just like the introduction, not only from a character standpoint, but from an actor standpoint. Yeah. Where you're like, now this guy is. It's bad news. You don't know what to make of this guy yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's just something there. I, I, I'm circling. It's exciting about like character actors. Yes, you have an opportunity to introduce them or use them in the way you want. If people don't know who they are. It's yeah. an exciting opportunity. Absolutely. Was that Richie April in the back there, Tendon Bar? Might have been. Might have been. All right. So let's uh, let's look at a Tom clip here. This is from uh, the comedy classic Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. This is uh, the uh, batting cages scene from Happy Gilmore. One second. Are you familiar with this, Julie? This is the golf one. I, I, I've seen Billy Madison a okay. bunch of times. I don't think I've seen Happy Gilmore. Well, this scene actually ties into a concept we talked about earlier on the show, which you're going to realize. Uh, or was it last week on last week's show? No, no and then uh, this episode talking about mannequin hands ah yes all right here we go happy gilmore batting cages scene and he's trying to figure out he is he's not a golfer yet uh julie yes he's on his way but he's shown he's shown that he's got this incredible golf swing okay but he doesn't see himself as a golfer as you're about to realize got it Because he wants to be a hockey player. <laughs> oh, God, I hurt a little, but I'm all right. God, son, what the hell are you doing? 364 more days till next year's hockey tryouts. I got to toughen up. Yeah! Oh, God, I felt good. Yeah! Come on, boy, cut that out. You're making me sick. Hey! So you're a hockey player, huh? Yeah. You're going to give that shit up? Gonna concentrate on golf. Who the hell are you? I'm the club pro here, Chubbs Peterson. And I'm offering to teach you how to play golf personally, for free. No. You have no idea who I am, do you? No, I don't. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I was going to be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what happened? They wouldn't let me play on the pro tour anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Because you're black? Hell no. 
named Alligator bit my hand. Oh my god! Yeah, turned him down in Florida. I hooked my ball in the rough down by the lake. Damned Alligator just popped up, cut me down in my prime. He got me, but I tore one of that bastard's eyes out. <laughs> You're pretty sick, Chubbs. I have never seen all half as far as you can. You got real talent, kid. Well, that's nice of you to say, but uh, I've been training to be a hockey player my whole life. Golf's no different from hockey. Requires talent, self-discipline. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer, huge ass. Hey, I bet your neighbor, the accountant, can't drive the ball 400 yards. Bet your neighbor, the accountant, doesn't have a shot to get on the pro tour. How would I do that? You win the Open tomorrow, you're automatically on the pro tour. <laughs> then who knows? Maybe you win the tour championship one day. Get that gold jacket like I never got. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives this shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh! Oh! Don't worry about that. Made of wood. Is this why straight Real guys straight. my age dress like that? Oh boy. Sorry about that. Look, it was good to meet you, but uh yeah. So uh all right, I'm out of here. You know, this is not real smart, kid. I thought you were pro material. Trying to make the big bucks. Cuz he's got to help his grandmother. Mm-hmm. So he needs <laughs> What kind of big bucks? There you go. Sounds like somebody might have a happy Gilmore date in their future. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Mm, I love that so much. That's one of my favorite I like favorite a mannequin movies. hand. That's one of my favorite movies. You know who's good in that movie? Joe Flaherty has a small part in it. Oh, does he? Oh, my God. He's so good in it. Because he's so, like, he's like this sycophant for the villain. He's mm-hmm. just like a fan. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, so yeah. good in it. Um. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Love it. What's next, Brett? All right. Next up, uh, you mind if I throw one of mine in here? Yeah. What no, do you got keyed up, Bog? All right. Uh, I I got two. The first one is um. This is a, a, a movie uh, there's no shortage of good scenes from uh, Network, um, but it's um, uh, this is the Ned Beatty scene. Is this from the Ned Beatty scene? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, was, uh, uh, this is one of my favorite movies, but this scene in particular, I mean, the, one of the big questions in Network is like, who is who's ultimately in charge of everything? It kind yeah. of, and kind who of, is meddled with the forces of nature? Yes, yeah. yeah. And can you even like oppose power because power is just like too all-encompassing? So this is uh, when he... Uh, Howard Beale sort of gets into the inner, inner, most inner sanctum. And the answer is Ned Beatty, Howard Beale, and no. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. just like tremendously acted. Um, uh, I think this and like the, um, is it Beatrice Strong? Like this is also a great movie for just like one scene mm-hmm. performances. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let me pull this up Mr. now. You tell me you're a madman. Only Dizzle to relieve. How are you now? Mad as a hatter. Who is it? I'm going to take you into our conference room. Seems more seemly a setting for what I have to say to you. I started as a salesman, Mr. Beale. I'm going to take you into our conference room. It's a better scene for me to do my monologue in. Yeah. They say I can sell anything. 
I'd like to try to sell something to you. Valhalla, Mr. Beale. Please sit down. And all of a sudden, it's, it may as well be the dead of night because it's just this long table lit by banker's lamps. And yeah. he's, he goes to the all the way to the other side of the room. Closes the curtains. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is this how very dark. Joe talks to you sometimes, Brett? That's what Joe's office looks like. like. Yeah. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? That's what I'm afraid of when someone's like, I need to talk deal. to you. That is not the case. The Arabs have or, taken billions of dollars. Let's go over here. It'll be better for what I have to say back. to you and that this will happen. It is ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and imane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multidollars, Reichmarks, rims, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beale? Um, I think I could do that. I mean, see, that's the thing that. Yeah. No offense. Look, like uh, Ned Bay is an amazing actor. I really think I could start to play these big yelly roles. Well, I feel like I've seen you say something like that. Here, give me the dialogue from this thing, Brett. Sure. Um, we both... Well, we'll, 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 you've meddled you, with you the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale. Yeah, the first line, you have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. Is that it, right? It was, was very great. good. Wait, was that was that you or did I? I think I played the scene. I'm not again. sure either. This is also Tom Sharpling for Nature Valley Granola Bars. Yeah. And yes, I will shave. Uh, let's see where those we're... those things is tasty, but they is dusty. You yeah. open a. I wanted to bring one of those cookies for those Larry and Lenny cookies for bread, and I forgot <laughs> to bring one. Let's see. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? You think you've merely stopped a business deal. That is not the case. 
The Arabs have taken billions of dollars out of this country, and now they must put it back. It's ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. See, that's, that's that, good. That was incredible. That, I'll say this. I'm reading it off of a phone for the first time ever. I could do this. Who wants to give me a part like that? Give, and the only way I take is if Julie gets to do the part alongside me, too, and we alternate words. Yep. <laughs> we'll go. You! We're like the, we'll be like the Sklar brothers. Yeah. Let's try right now. You yeah. okay, yeah. have messed with the wrong dudes. <laughs> we could be, that's be the name of our movie. You've messed with the wrong fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way we do it. We go around kicking butts. Because like. Did you ever see the movie The Hospital, Brent? I have, yeah. With, yeah, another Patty Chayefsky. Yeah. Uh, Which know. I think with, Patty um, with, shows. With uh, George uh, C. Scott, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Patty might not have exactly hit a bullseye on the hospital. Yeah, not <sighs> every day was St. Patty's Day. Well, the missing ingredient there, I I, I think I'm a huge Sidney Lumet fan. I think Sidney Lumet's one of the great great directors. Mm-hmm. I think that that's that's the uh, a Patty Chayefsky needs a Sidney Lumet to kind of, you know. Sure. Shape, shape the thing. I got you. Faye Dunaway ain't too shabby in that neither. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. Well, get me one of these yelly parts, Hollywood. I mean, it wasn't just yelly though. You found the nuance in it. I mean, that 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 was truly. And I'll just. Tom's very angry at capitalism. I hate capitalism so much. It's a bummer. Really, is a bummer, and that's why I say this forever dog is the man now, and I don't like it. I just look at this place. This is just the They've man. They got the sign outside. They got their big sign. They got their desks and they're on microphones. I'm sick of it. Exactly the opposite. One of the last truly independent podcast networks out here. Everybody's gobbling up VC money, this parent company, that buyout, club this. random, this club yeah. random, that. Mm-hmm. No, man, we are same as we've ever been. Same as it ever was. Never taking money from nobody. Mm-hmm. We live off what we make. Now that's how that's how they do it. And what they what they want they uh, make. Uh, what they want they take, and what they don't they break. Just like ACDC said. Let's go to a uh, Tom clip here. This is the last Tom clip. Uh, this mm. is from uh, the movie American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah. And this is a scene with uh, Wolfman Jack. Speaking <laughs> of unexpected actors acting, do you know this, Julie? I do. With Wolfman Jack, yeah, I like the one with Cousin Brucey better though. Cousin Brucey. It was called the Canada. It was called the Canadian. What's another word for graffiti? With Cousin Brucey. Hi there, cousins. It's uh, Cousin Brucey, and uh, I'm here. And uh... yeah, that Cousin Brucey was a great uh, New York institution, and mm-hmm. he's still with one hundred one point one. But this scene I like because it's like nobody expects. Wolfman Jack, yeah. of all people, to turn in a <laughs> legitimately nuanced Wolfgang Puck uh, than Wolfgang Jack, the yeah. Wolfman Jack. Yeah, but the idea that Wolfman Jack turns in like this performance that's yes, as good as Who anybody knew? else in the movie. It's a young Richard Dreyfus looking for Wolfman Jack to make an announcement over the radio. He's at the radio Confusingly station. handsome Richard hey, Dreyfus. What do you want? Push the uh, red switch down. 
looking for this girl. Yeah, aren't we all? She's not here. In case you forgot, it was Richard Dreyfus. I'm speaking now. You just go around the back. Thank you. This way. Hey, I have a popsicle. The icebox just broke down. They're melting all over the place. You want one? No, 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 thanks. Listen, uh, have a popsicle. Are you the wolf man? <laughs> what he really wants you to have a popsicle. No, man, I'm not the wolf man. Wait a minute. He's on tape. <laughs> the man is on tape. Well, uh, where where is he now? I mean, uh, where does he work? The Wolfman is everywhere. Well, I gotta give him this note. Can I work on the Wolfman? Here, let me see the note. Well, that's just a dedication, man. What I can do is I relay it. It'll be on tomorrow or Tuesday. No, no, no. See, this is very important. You see, I may be leaving town tomorrow, and it's very important that I... Damn it, that I reach this girl right now. You don't know whether you're going to leave town or not? Well, I'm supposed to go to college back east tomorrow. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go. I don't know. Wait a minute. Have a popsicle. <laughs> Have a pop. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Oh, sit down a minute. It's early in the morning. Damn. I can't talk for the wolf man, but I can tell you one thing. If the wolf man was here, he'd say, get your ass in gear. The wolf man comes in here occasionally, bringing tapes, you know, to check up on me and whatnot. Yeah. And the places he talks about that he's been, the things he's seen. It's a great, big, beautiful world out there. And here I sit, sucking on popsicles. Oh, with the popsicles. Want to leave? I'm not a young man anymore. And the wolf man gave me my start in the business. And I like it. I tell you what. If I can possibly do it tonight, I'll try to relay this dedication in and get it on the air for you later on. That would be terrific. Really. Thanks. Yes, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Really. I appreciate it. Sticky little mothers, ain't they? They really... <laughs> six or seven of them, right? I know. I got I got a whole, whole refrigerator full. Thanks a lot. See you later. Appreciate it. That was surprisingly... Good acting from Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. This is at one point, George Lucas could pull a great performance from somebody like Wolfman Jack. You jump forward in time. He pulls terrible performances from Natalie Portman, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor. He gets awful performances from great people. Yeah. At one point, he could get a great performance from a non-actor. Now, when you were doing your show on terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. was there ever 
<laughs> was there ever a pitch where somebody comes to the best show office and you're like, have a bicycle, have an ice so cream sorry. sandwich, Come have on. one of those SpongeBob things with the gumball as a nose. Have one of the SpongeBob uh, gumball things. They're and they're like, I'm looking for Tom Sharpling. And you're like, that's Tom Sharpling. And it's a tape of you. Yeah, I put on a tape and it's me just it's, going, it's, get off my phone. Get off my phone. <laughs> yeah, he's everywhere. Tom Sharpling's everywhere. He just comes by every once in a while. I will, I will just say this. I would love a remake of American Graffiti where they're driving around New Jersey <laughs> instead of Los Angeles, listening yeah. to the best show. Listening to me. Uh, please. That'd be amazing. In the 19... In second. Well, it, I guess the show wasn't... Well, it was in the late 1990s. Early 2000s this is, would be great. And then yeah, we can't... We in should, the, in we the could thing. Just, what, let's just cheat it a little bit so we get all that mm-hmm. great mid-90s fashion. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler wearing a plain t-shirt and a flannel <laughs> shirt over it that's unbuttoned. Yeah. And huge. So baggy. <laughs> I, I think the, he was going to fit Rob the Schneider in there. I respect the bagginess. It's, I, uh, and also, how did the one thing I will say, he's like, he's like, uh, are you are you the wolf man? He's like, I'm not the wolf man. It's like, yes, you are. Your voice, you sound who, like then him. Then who is? You sound like him. You sound like him, but you're not overselling it. Like, and also, I kind of know that you look like him. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're they're leaning into the mystery of this guy that nobody was sure what right. he looked like. But it's just like right. they would have seen one picture of him. Now, I like Wolfman Jack as an actor. A Wolfman actor. He might be better than Richard Dreyfus in that scene. I was going to say. Richard Dreyfus seems to be doing a lot more work. Yeah. He's just like kind of. It's amazing that he knows how to be at ease. Like there's an yes. ease to that performance. And mm-hmm. maybe it's because they're like, hey, just stick him behind the turntables and just do your thing and make him feel yep. comfortable. He doesn't have to worry about like what I do with my hands. Not not in the remake. You're gonna be you're gonna be standing on chairs and throwing them okay. around the wall. You're, the blocking yeah. is gonna be intense. Who's coming in with the note? Um What's his name? Well, I was going to say Harry Styles, but it should probably be a New Jersey mm-hmm. person. Someone who you believe is from New Jersey. Sure. What if it's just Paul Rudd with a giant baseball cap backwards so he looks young? Sure. He comes in and he's like, he's like, can you get this dedication to the Wolfman? I'm like, or to Tom Sharpling? You're like, mm-hmm. Tom Sharpling ain't here, man. He's every, <laughs> but you he's have to everywhere. sound like yourself. You can't do like a Wolfman Jack impersonation. But see, the thing is, I know if I talk like me, he's going to go, you're mm-hmm. Tom. So I'm talking like Uh-oh. Wolfman to disguise it. What if it's just, what if it's Wendy Williams instead? How you doing? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it, was, it was Wendy broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Or it's, it's, uh. Wendy's not here. Yeah. What if it's Dave and I could go, Dave's not here, man. Right. That's mm-hmm. one for my heads out there. I want to. I have this relationship with my fans now, Julie. Look, we both have our fans on this. We do. But as and a then double we have threat fans subset, that we share, yes, there's a, there's a beautiful Venn diagram. There's a double threat subset within the body of double threat. I, I would never wanted to talk about this to you. Uh oh. I slipped through the occasional uh, reference hole? for them to light up a oh. doobie. They, they can spark a doobie when I make a certain oh, reference. Oh, no, not the devil's. Lettuce. Yeah, I do. I make certain references to where I just like, and then they're like, oh, Tom just gave us 
The signal. He gave us the okay up. sign to the high sign to mm. puff on the pipe. Yeah, to guys, get if high. I give you the high sign, that's that means effort. spark up another one of your doobies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, we got three more clips here. Give us the best let's of it. Let's give us the let's, best. Yeah, how are we doing time wise? Uh, we're yeah, we're good. We're we're, we're uh, let's speed it. Let's speed through how much it. More Brett, show, how much more show should it. we do? I would say uh, if we can do another maybe 10 minutes. Tops. Yeah, there we go. How about that? Perfect. So give us the highlights and then we'll rank some clips and then we'll call it a day. Great. Um, so uh, this uh, this clip this is a fun one. This is uh, this is from the uh, uh, movie version of the original Batman TV series. This is the first Batman movie from 1966 oh, yes. with the shark. Uh, well, this is to somebody popping up in a window. No, there might. This is the uh, Batman trying to dispose of a bomb scene. Do you know that one? Yes, oh, I know this. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So he's got one of those old timey bombs with the fuse going. There's a marching band, obviously. But oh, no, it's not a marching band. It's like the Salvation Army. Yeah. You can't throw the bomb at the Salvation Army people. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's bringing the bomb around. He's told the saloon to clear out. They're they're taking their time doing so. I think that's uh, Brett. Is that that your uncle there in drag? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Two ladies in the foreground cannot be bothered to leave. No, they're enjoying their meal. Just carrying the bomb. Two nuns. A baby with a baby. Oh my God, there's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the pier. The Salvation, Salvation Army, Army band. Going no one deserves to get blown up. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor so Batman funny. doesn't know what to do. And also, where they decided to shoot, it's just like Batman has to like shimmy through like between <laughs> He's the railing. Going through a parking space. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> this feels like they almost didn't get permission to shoot here. <laughs> this is how this. Oh There's no, it's two lovers on a boat smooching. He can't have that. No. The nuns, they covered so much up. <laughs> oh my god, these idiots again. <laughs> some ducks in the in the water, he can't throw the bomb. That was the longest fuse in some history. You just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> if you were the writer, they're like, we need a line for him to say here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Robin is bare legged and on the move. Batman. Batman. It's all right, Robin. Holy ah! heart failure. Fortunately, I was able to dispose of that bomb in the nick of time and shield myself behind these heavy <laughs> iron pipes. You risked your life to save that riffraff in the bar? They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings. And may be salvaged. I had to do it. 
as if Adam West and Burt Ward were not loaded on the set of Batman. <laughs> they may be drinkers. Some maybe they can be saved someday. Meanwhile, he's gonna step off set. There's a bourbon <laughs> waiting for him. A bat bourbon. What else we got, Brett? All right. Uh, we are down uh, to the to the final two clips here, um, uh, and then we'll choose the top ten. Uh, so this is uh, Julie's final clip. Uh, this is um, uh, from the great Robert Altman movie, The Long Goodbye. This is a scene oh. early on uh, where uh, uh, Philip Marlowe, uh, played by Elliot Gould, is looking for cat food in the mm-hmm. middle, middle of the night. Mm. Recently, uh, for the first time on Blu-ray, Long Goodbye. Any any good extras? Any stuff? There are. There's a lot of carryover. I haven't explored it yet, but there's some carryover from from a British DVD. But um, I'm I'm excited about watching it. I just want to see a good. I want the cat commentary. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun in this scene. Hey. Uh... Excuse me, I don't see any curry brand cat food. Some what? Curry brand cat food. Hey, it happens to be the only kind of food. Yeah, curry brand. C O U R. Oh, we're all of that. Curry Why brand. Don't you get this, mister. All this shit is the same anyway. Oh, yeah? You don't happen to have a cat by any chance. What do I need a cat for? I got a girl. <laughs> That's. Ha ha. He's got a girl and I got a cat. There's a long I love how the song That's Long me. Goodbye. Like it plays in in the Muzak and the grocery store, like the song the song the long goodbye is just plays in multiple forms throughout the movie. I think it's such a one of the most. It's such a great movie. Oh my god! It might be that in Nashville. Those are my two yeah. favorite Almond movies. Mm-hmm. Yep, those are good choices. What is Tom's last clip? Uh, all right, we already played Tom's last clip. Uh, this is the uh, the last listener nomination, uh, and this is a this is a double threat favorite. Going back to our Coen Brothers episode, uh, this is the uh, Jolly Roger scene from a uh, serious oh, man. Oh yes, mm. uh, I felt this was this was a must to have uh, on on the list, um, at least as a nomination. We love the Jolly Roger, Larry. How are you? Shy. Hello, Judith. Hello, sir. Larry, I want to thank you for coming. It's so important we'd be able to discuss this thing. I'm happy to come to Emberside, but I'm thinking, really, maybe it's best to leave these discussions to the lawyers. Of course. Legal matters, you let the lawyers discuss. You don't mix apples and oranges. I have begged you to see the lawyer. I told you I'm going Monday. Monday is timely. This is not... <laughs> Please, Embers is not the forum for legalities. You're so right. Mm. No, Judith and I wanted merely to discuss... Uh, Practicalities, living arrangements. After all, this is an issue where no one is at odds. Living arrangements? I think we all agree that uh, the children not being contaminated with the tension, the 
most important. We shouldn't put the kids in the middle of this, Larry. The kids aren't... I'm saying in... we. I'm not pointing fingers. No one is playing the blame game, Larry. I didn't say anyone was. Well, let's not play he said, she said either. I, I wasn't. I... All right, look, look, look. Let's just take a step back and, and we can diffuse the situation. You know, Larry, um, sometimes I find that if I count to ten, one, Oh, God. Two. Oh, God, yeah. Three. Oh. Four. <laughs> silently. Really, to keep things on an even keel, leading up to Danny's bar mitzvah. Child's bar mitzvah. Sai and I think it's Look best. at the color difference between the clothes on both mm-hmm. sides of the table. Move out. Well, it makes eminent sense. Things can't continue as Move they... out. Where would I go? Well, for instance... Eminent. The Jolly Roger is quite livable. It's not expensive. The rooms are eminently habitable. He likes that, he likes that word. He uses it twice uh, in a row. Wouldn't it make more sense for you to move in with Sai? Larry. Larry, you, you are jesting. I think, really, the Jolly Roger is... The appropriate course of action. And it's important for people to remember that Cy Abelman is fucking Larry's wife. Yes. Yeah. This is exciting. We are about to crown the uh, the definitive list of the top 10 scenes in movie history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are our finalists. Let me put this uh, put this up uh, one second. All right. Yeah. I mean, right, look, you can remove um, from my list, remove the... Uh, Bad in cages, Happy Gilmore. I did, I did enjoy the watching crybaby, that. Though. You can remove the crybaby scene. Let me, uh, sorry, online. let me read, read through this really quick for our listen, okay. listeners uh-huh. who aren't watching. So, this is uh, the finalists are the courtroom scene from Crybaby, uh, the internet cafe scene from, scene from Frownland, the pharmacy scene from Magnolia, the Waterloo karaoke scene from Muriel's Wedding, uh, the mob wife scene from Goodfellas, the hotel hallway fist uh, prank from Jackass, the eyeball trick from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The opening credits into Porpoise Song from Head, the Fat Boys uh, buffet scene from Crush Groove, Nick uh, Cage screaming as a uh, therapist in Vampire's Kiss, uh, the Blues Hammer scene in Ghost World, the Hostage scene in King of Comedy uh, with Sandra Bernhard crawling across the table, the Batting Cages scene in Happy Gilmore, uh, Ned, Ned Beatty's Big Speech in Network, Wolfman Jack scene in American Graffiti, the Bomb, trying to get rid of the Bomb scene in Batman 1966, Elliot Gould looking for cat food in The Long Goodbye, and the Jolly Roger scene in A Serious Man. Uh, so sorry, what what are we eliminating? You can, you can remove the Happy Gilmore okay. one. You can remove the crybaby's courtroom scene. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say I think we we all like Muriel's wedding, but I don't I don't think that's gonna that be a go. top ten. That, that scene can go. Um, okay. down to fifteen. Same thing with Ghost World. As much as I love Ghost World, I don't yeah. think it's a double threat top ten material film. I think. Um, I mean, should we just put um, Batman first? I pretty much. <laughs> Batman, yeah. Batman carrying first. that bomb yeah, around. Yeah. I think Batman goes one. You could feel it while we were watching it. Yeah. That, that was I mean, the, it's yeah. it's really good filmmaking. And then um, I would say Porpoise Song is number two. Yeah, I could go with that. Um, I think um, Serious, Serious Man. Man, maybe just because we just watched yeah, it. Yeah, let's is, do that. Very high up for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was 
blown away by that jackass scene. And the higher we put it, the more satisfied I'll be just from a high low point okay. of view. I think yeah, that's number four that. then. Yeah. Okay. Can um, I say in the in the reverse order? Um, yeah. Maybe uh, the eyeball trick is like a good ten. Sure. Is yeah, that like a kind that. of a good kickoff? Yep. You okay. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or kick back, as it were. I would. I want to have um, Sandy and King of Comedy represented there, just because it's such a. You want to go five for that? Sure. Yeah. Um, where are we at on uh, Magnolia? Does that make the list? No. Yeah, let's ditch Magnolia. I think we could all agree on Long Goodbye being. Yeah. Yeah, let's put that in. That's six. So we have three more. We get three more. And we're down to Frownland, Goodfellas, Crush Groove, Vampire's Kiss, Network, and American let's, Graffiti. Let's lose American Graffiti. I was going to say Frownland, I think, should be there. I think it represents something very, very it, yeah, it yeah, does. distilled yeah, yeah. and that's, essential. That's why I'd rather lose. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. go. Frownland can be either seven or nine. Let's go. Yeah. Let's like drop it right there. Yeah. Now we got two slots and four left. Ooh. And they are Goodfellas. I can't read. My eyes are too. Uh, good, oh, Crush Groove. Goodfellas, Crush Groove, Vampires Kiss, and Network. Kind of say, I kind of think that Crush Groove scene meant a lot to me. Yeah, like, let's put the Crush Groove scene in number eight. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That right. was really good when they came up for the third helping. Yeah. And this is uh, this is your call. Any anyway, you pick. <sighs> I, could I, go. Defer to, I defer to Brett. Um... I'm gonna take off. Um, I'm gonna take off network. I'm gonna take off I, mine because I because my performance. Oh, no comparison. No comparison. And do, does good does Goodfellas negate um, King of Comedy? Do we have too much Scorsese on? Should we just put the scene where the dog bites Tex Watson in the balls here? Also, we don't have any Tarantino. Well, let's go with the Goodfellas. I think the Goodfellas one is so or, okay. important. It's such a. It's such a. It's kind of the spirit of this. Mm-hmm. Being episode an of this because it's also it's not a and scene I don't need to be worried about. that there are two Scorsese films. No, no, I mean, not at all. What but if it, I have a panic attack in the middle of the night? Well, well, you'll you'll just have okay. to know that it, you're justified. You, you, okay. That it, it, it's where it should be because okay. it's uh, the spirit of this thing is to find the scenes that nobody nobody ranks. Yes, yes, and that's a scene that does not that gets overlooked. In a thing that has scenes that it everybody... Does? It's so big in my mind. But I I'm guess saying, that's just But me, people yeah. will talk about... Uh, Copacabana. Uh, am I funny to you? Copacabana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like those are the scenes people jump on. That's fascinating to me because whenever I think of that movie, that's the first scene I think of. Mm-hmm. Making the sauce at the end. Having the... Oh, yeah. Stirring the sauce. Yeah. I think I think this is a I think this is a fantastic this is a, list. This is this, this is, is the best list I've ever seen. Of, uh, you want to go from yeah. ten to one on it? Yeah, ten to one. So um, uh, coming at number ten, uh, it is uh, uh, Brooke Adams' eyeball trick in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, at number nine, it is the mob wife scene from Goodfellas. Uh, at number eight, it is the Fat Boys buffet scene from Crush Groove. At number seven, the Internet Cafe scene from Frownland. At number six, Elliot Gould looking for cat food in The Long Goodbye. At number five is Sandra Bernhardt holding Jerry Lewis hostage in King of Comedy. 
At number four, it is the uh, hotel hallway uh, fist through the wall prank from Jackass. At number three, it is the Jolly Roger uh, scene in A Serious Man. At number two, it is the opening credits and porpoise song from Head. And at number one, it is Batman trying to dispose of a bomb from (laughs) Batman 1966. Those are your definitive uh, 10 greatest scenes in movie history. Mm-hmm. That's great. Great. Yeah. There it is. Double And that train style. coming towards the audience is not going to be in this list Ooh. either. No. Train coming toward the audience. Guy getting hit in the stomach with a cannonball. Planes not learning how. The planes attempts at flight. Uh, failed attempts at flight. No. Um, uh, Fred Ott sneeze. Should probably make the list, but did not. <laughs> so... Everybody, thank you for being a part of this very special two-episode extravaganza. Yeah. And And we will be back next week with more fun. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening. And rate and subscribe and do all those good things that we love that you do. And go to foreverdog.plus and check out Ask Julie, the hit podcast of 2022. Oh, and the podcast I'm going to debut. I said I would do it. Uh, it's going to be called uh, Frying Pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. on Forever Dog Plus, and basically, it's a shorter podcast that you heat up a frying pan, and different people come by and stick their hand on it. <laughs> and <they> each, <laughs> it's on the shorter side, <laughs> so Sounds it'll great. be kind of like, "Hey, uh, Eugene Merman's coming by. Is, welcome to Frying Pan." He's like, "Oh, great, thanks." He's like, "All right, let's do it." Thanks for listening to Frying Pen. We'll be back next week. <laughs> so are you doing a monologue as the frying pan warms up? No, each episode is probably 30, 20 to 40 seconds long. <laughs> okay, like, so the frying pan is already hot when you start ro- oh, yeah, ro- yeah. rolling, recording. Yeah. Frying pan sizzling away. Okay. So get ready. Frying pan <laughs> coming right. soon on Sounds Forever good. Dog. Thanks, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.